Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite moms. Jennifer, that's me. Hello, Juliana. Hi. I'm Lori. Hi. This week, we are so excited and honored to have our special guest, Ashley Kraft, who is the author of the unofficial Disney Parks Cookbook. We've been talking about this one. We've been talking about this one a lot. If you guys remember, um, this one was on our top must buy list for the holidays. And then, you you know, our, our, our uh, dedicated listener knows how much we love <laughs> our Disney parks food and drinks. So this is super exciting for us. Um, we're really, really happy and excited to have her. So we're going to bring her on camera or on, on microphone and um, get started. There you go. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. As Jen said, it's we've been talking about this book for so long. Um, I am so happy you were able to join us. Um, we've been so excited about this one. So we just wanted to give a little introduction on you, Ashley. Um, so a little bit about you. You are from Anaheim, California. And I like I like how you're telling her like she doesn't know. Right? <laughs> she's saying it to the listeners, not me. It's, yeah, it's, it's for our listeners. It's for our listener. Our one listener. Um so now you've thrown me all off. Sorry. All right, it's fine. We'll go with questions. So Ashley, you grew up in Disneyland, correct? So you that's where that your main sample park was when you grew up. And you I saw that you saw fireworks each night from your bedroom, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we could we were we were close enough to hear the fireworks from my room. So pretty cool. I know. That's that's amazing. So then eventually you kind of moved on. You're from Kansas now, correct? And you have three kiddos. That's right. All right. And I love their names. Right? I do. Can I, am I allowed to say them? Yeah, Ellie go ahead. Angel and Clifford. Oh my God, I love those names. I'm like, I I feel like they're old person names. Yeah, they certainly old are. Names. I have Jack and Charlie and Lily, and I like pick them in Central Park playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> so I, have a, I have a fondness for old people names in, in children. So well done. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of them myself. Good, good. All uh, right. So usually we start with a Mouska cocktail. So you actually have a drink that you wanted to share with us. Um, so why don't you tell us about the drink? Okay. So um, this drink is a non-alcoholic drink. Uh, I actually don't drink alcohol, so um, gonna gonna be a gonna be an alcohol-free one today. Um, but it is from Abracadabra, which is at Disney um, Disney Boardwalk. Boardwalk. I'm like, <laughs> uh, from the Boardwalk, and um, the the bar has a really cool like magicians theme. Um, have you guys been there? Yes, we actually talked about this one on a podcast before. We did a podcast all about the magic of uh -huh. Disney. So yeah, yeah. To do. 
up, we had to do a mask a cocktail from a bar that is all about the magic. All about magic. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So the, it's it's really fun. They have these like kind of old school, almost Houdini esque um, magicians vibe to it, and um, they have a lot of drinks that will change before your eyes and and uh, are really playful and fun. And this one, I just love the flavor of, I love the look of it as well. It's called the Whodunit Punch. And um, it's basically like a pineapple and coconut and orange juice mix. And then um, you put that in the glass with the ice and then you put a little bit of cranberry juice on top and it sort of drips down to make kind of a sunset look. And um, then it's garnished with some pineapple on top and it's just like instantly transports you to someplace sunny and warm. It's really fruity and fun. I love it. I think it's just great. So. And the cool thing about a lot of the bars and lounges in Disney is that you can bring your kids there too. So absolutely, always need to talk about the non-alcoholic options, not just for people who don't want to have some alcohol, but also for, for kids. For so, kids, for sure. Yeah. Magicians of every age would love this. And if you're making it at home, it would probably go really well with a shot of rum in there. <laughs> if you want to grown up it up. Juliana's making her rum face. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe not you. <laughs> Tequila, vodka, gin. I'm good. Anyway. <laughs> but that does sound good. It, it does sound good. Mm -hmm. I love a little coconut, pineapple yeah, pretty, sort pretty. of thing. So <laughs> I totally interrupted Lori earlier. So I just want to mention a couple of things about you because I think it's really interesting for our listener to hear that. So we know that you grew up near Disneyland, which is awesome, but you did two inter internships at Walt Disney World, right? Yes. And now you're one of the leading experts of Disneyland and Walt Disney World, it's in, especially in the genre of food, food. which is mm -hmm. our favorite thing one of our favorite things. So again, like we said, we're super excited to have you here because you help us bring magic into our own kitchens. Um, so thank you for that. And so let's get into the grilling. I mean, the questions. <laughs> you know, I like to grill. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. Yes. Oh, good job. Nice. Okay. Mouse mom. <laughs> <laughs> you play your honorary mouse mom. There you go. Okay. So, um, this unofficial Disney Parks cookbook has over 6,800 reviews on Amazon. That blows me away. Yeah. Crazy. And they're all fantastic, too. I was going to say, it's not like they're all like, it's just the reviews. All the reviews are amazing. I know. Yeah. And do uh, you guys want to hear my sales figures? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I do. It's going to make me like Hold really on envious. Yeah. So we, um, the book to, to date, which came out in November. So not that long ago has sold 150,000 copies. Wow. Oh my goodness. And it only just came out in, just in November. Yep. I don't think I realized it was that new. Yep. And I feel like it was perfect timing because, you know, we're still, especially in November and December, we saw a spike in cases. So people were not really traveling again. And what better way to make people feel better about that than giving yeah. a way to experience the parks and easy. Like none of these recipes are like, I, I'm not a huge cook. I used to be, but 
I've got four kids. I don't have yeah. patience, but none of these are so hard where I'll flip to it because I really want it because it's something that I'm missing. And I'm like, Oh, forget it, which is really great also. Yeah. So those, those statistics don't surprise me at all because this is a great product. So, well, I have to say that I, I personally do not have culinary training. I, I am a mom. I'm a home cook. I'm self-taught. So if I can make it, you can make it. That's what I always say. Like everything that I've done is just from studying in the kitchen myself and from just hard work on it. And it, it seriously has no other like, technical te technical know-how. I tried to keep the equipment down to like what people might normally have or can easily obtain. Tried to keep the ingredients, that, only stuff that you can find easily in a grocery store. So I really wanted people to be able to have that. And for me, it was more important for people to get cooking than for it to be perfect. So I know that sometimes some of these dishes, you might be like, this is not just like Disney. And I, it's, it's impossible to match Disney because of their production process. And that's fine. It's better to be able to get close enough to have the magic in your kitchen. That's all. Absolutely. And well done. I really do think you did that. And I think, like I said, I think it was perfect timing. People were missing the parks like crazy. Yeah. They were looking for some way of getting some of that magic at home. And I think this is the perfect way. How many times did we search for Disney recipes in the summer to come up with, hey, you can't go to the parks. Here's this recipe so you can get your favorite food. And finally, when we saw your book, we're like, oh, my God, it's all there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anymore. We were shop shop. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing a lot of, of cooking. I was going to also say like it's also, you know, not only are you bringing the magic home, but you're also it's it's engaging people with their children and getting their kids in the kitchen. Okay. I I am. I cook a lot. And and it's very important to me to involve my kids in that process. So it's really exciting. I also want to mention though, this book is a bestseller on the Wall Street Journal's list and USA Today. So mm -hmm. congratulations to you. Thank so you. I, but I, I have a question that along the lines of what we were just talking about, because you said, you know, it might not be just like Disney and whatever. How do you, it's really hard, even as someone who cooks to taste something and then figure out how to make it. Do yeah. you have conversations with the, with the cast members or like, how does this, how do you know how to make it right? And how long does it take you to perfect a recipe? Um, it's certainly a combination of all of the things that you said. Uh, so, some of these recipes, I, I was able to talk to cast members, try to get some in insider information to find out like flavor profiles. Um, a lot of it is obviously my own taste and experiences as well as doing a lot of research. So I will um, look up a dish and see what everybody has written about it. I will I will like go through Instagram and try and like, I will look up hashtags for something. So if I'm trying to figure out what kind of flavor flavors are in something, I'll hashtag it and then look up people who are eating it and try to see if they're describing what it tastes like, try and get all the information that I can. Because sometimes when you taste something, especially at the theme parks, you're in a rush. It's hard to really like hone that in. Sometimes the dishes are even a little bit different from one day to the next, depending on who prepared it. So having like that breadth of information from more people is really valuable to me. So I try to try to get all those different perspectives because somebody might say like, oh, I, I taste some like dill in this. And it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, oh man, write that down. Mm. So I, I like to, to hear what everybody has to say about it and then gather all that up and then start the recipe testing. And I try to 
just test it. Um, usually I will take like a, like a, uh, like a basic recipe for something like for a cookie or a bread or a cupcake or something like that. And then add in the flavors and the ingredients that I know need to be a, a part of it and then keep working it until it gets to the end end product. So it's how such a fun project. I know yeah. it's, it's always so, here. <laughs> so how much weight did you gain when you were writing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so much, so much. <laughs> but how long did it take you to to come up with to all this compilation of recipes? But yeah. I mean, this was yeah. a so, labor of love, I'm sure. Yes, it was. Um, however, it's it's actually the opposite of what you would think. Actually, I. Um, I signed the contract to write this book on April 1st, 2020. And then uh, they told me I had two months to write it because oh they wanted it because of the timing, like we said, because of the perfect timing, they wanted it out before holiday 2020. So they said, we have to get it out before that time if you wanna make it. So if you can promise us, you'll get the whole manuscript in in two months then we got a deal and I beat that by two weeks. Wow. So, <laughs> and all my kids were out of school, of course, like everybody else's. My husband was working from home and it was crazy. And we were also moving. And during oh that gosh. time we moved oh. from Arizona to Kansas city. So it's pretty much like the, every crazy thing you can think of happening at once and the product of that was this beautiful baby. <laughs> the best thing to come out of 2020. I know. So it's just wild because it really was insane. And it was, this is my first book I've ever written. My first time ever creating something like this. So I didn't know what was real. Done. That's amazing. And yeah. now the, now the drinks book is in production. My, um, the unofficial Disney parks drink recipe book. And we're very excited about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about it, but it's been like a little bit different process because we've had so much more time to put it out. So things have not been as like breakneck. And it's weird because that was the only that was the only thing I knew was how to make this book. So now that we're kind of like moving slower, I'm just like, OK, let's take <laughs> down, take a step back. And everything's been a little bit more like doing it by the book rather than uh, just crazy, crazy speed. I I have a million questions about writing a book and how one presents a proposal to Simon and Schuster and all that, but I don't know if <laughs> that's what people tuned in for because because we really <laughs> want to talk about the recipes and and Disney in general. So yeah. a little more about you because we're kind of fascinated by you. What is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, good question. Um, I I just have so many. I go I go to Disney so frequently that um, you know I just I just got home from Disney two days ago, so um, <laughs> I'm constantly constantly going, and um, just just being there with my family is so special. Um, we we took my kids even when they were babies, and so I I just have so many like videos and pictures of just baby tickles in the hotel bed and watching the fireworks. And it's, it's everything that you do with a kid is magical, but when you do it at Disney, it's times a hundred. So I, I feel like it just heightens those, those memories 
even Aww. bigger. <laughs> so on your most recent Disney trip, did you try something you'd never eaten before? And did you wish that you had put it in the book? Oh, oh, absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always, um, studying for my next book. So I'm, I'm hoping to write lots of books. And, uh, so I, I'm always doing research. In fact, I never eat the same thing twice. <laughs> I, I almost that. never, um, which is, is almost sad for me because I just, I have favorites, but I <laughs> have to force myself not to eat it. So, um, like I went to Hollywood studios and the last time I went, I had the, um, Andorian chicken salad and the pot roast. And I loved them so much. So, so good. But I made myself get the vegan Felucian garden spread and it was amazing. It was so good. So if I hadn't branched out and tried it, I would have never had the opportunity to open myself up to that. So it's, I, I always recommend going for something that you might not normally go for and you might find a hidden gem. That's such good advice. And yeah. I think we talk about that a lot too. And I think that's why we like the festivals so much. Oh, totally. I wish, I wish sometimes that Disney would offer smaller portion sizes of their regular stuff so that mm -hmm. you can do that more. Yes. But I'm with you, when we were, when I was just there with my family in April and in Hollywood studios, the Ronto wrap is like my jam. I love yeah. that. And, um, I'm, but I wanted to taste some other stuff. So I made my family order that stuff and I still got the Ronto wrap because I wanted to taste it, but that pot roast was delicious. And um, that is the key is if you can travel with a group, it's a real win. Cause if, especially if, you know, you're a cookbook author and you force everybody to order what you want them to, then, <laughs> then it works out really great. But uh, tasters. I was just going to say, you sound wonderful to travel with. I will travel with you at any point in time to Disney. There we go. There we go. It's weird. I don't have a shortage of people wanting to go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know why. You're far down on your list. <laughs> Do you, well, then I guess you sort of already answered my next question. Do you have something that you do have to have every time you go? Or is that like totally against the rules? And do you have a favorite restaurant? Okay, so yeah, that's fair. Um, I... I do often get a Dole Whip, not for the, not for the reason of like, I have to have one, but more, it's just so refreshing and so cooling on a hot day. And my newest favorite is the Dole Whip nachos at Disney Springs. Yes. Wait, what? Uh -huh. Yeah. So crazy good. So I've gotten okay. those the last three times I've gone, which is a little naughty of me because I should get something else, but. That's saying a lot then. Yeah. Can you explain these to me? I've never heard of this. Absolutely. So it's it's a large bowl that has um, waffle cone that has been broken into like quarters and then it's on the bottom and then they put a huge amount of Dole Whip in the middle and then it has cherry sauce, pineapple tidbits, popping pearls and whipped cream and sprinkles. And then you use the waffle cones like chips and eat it. And it's it's like under nine dollars mm -hmm. and it can feed a whole family so it's a total win and my it's so good <laughs> at disney springs it's my biggest regret from i was in disney for three months we, we were down there because my kids weren't going to school it's my biggest regret because every time we went to disney springs and i was there like 25 times i was like we're gonna go get the nachos we're gonna yeah. go get them and every single time my kids ended up veering to like get the valentine's day special or get this and get this and we never made it 
but I saw the picture and people eating it. It, it looked amazing. I think I would eat it so fast. It's like an ice cream headache waiting <laughs> yeah. to happen. Well, the waffle cone kind of balances that out. So it's not as bad as just straight. I'm just afraid that it's going to be, I'm afraid that it's going to be a, a limited time offering. So it's like, I have to get it as much oh, no, as now possible. Because yeah, things, things always move. It's just at that little shack at Marketplace Snacks, which is across from uh, co-op. Yeah. So when are you going back, Lori? July? Yeah. Okay. So Bob's, Bob's, because they listen. I don't know if you knew this, Ashley. The Bob's listen to us all yes. the time. Every suggestion we make has come to fruition. Okay. Bob's leave it on the menu, Perfect. at least through summer, right? That's it makes right. sense to leave it on How through summer. Yeah. They have to. It's, yeah, it's very take that off before the summer rush. No, I don't like, think they would. Refreshing. I was going to so say now that they've listened. So time. Yeah, now that the Bobs have listened too, they're definitely not going to do it. So yeah, yeah I, right. I should be good. We're good. <laughs> what about a restaurant? Do you have a favorite restaurant? Hmm, it's hard, right? I know it's so hard. <laughs> um, where did I eat this time? I went to Rose and Crown for the first time, and that was really fun. I also really liked Chefs de France at uh, at Epcot. That one's my kids' favorite. They ask for that all the time. My kids eat weird things. God, oh, thank God! Like they, yeah. go, they order the escargot. People look at us like we're crazy. I'm like. My kids won't eat anything. If anybody's asking, oh, I wonder, I bet the cookbook author's kids are great eaters. No, they're terrible. Terrible. No. Terrible. They don't know what they got. Whatever. That was my next question. So <laughs> do they have a favorite recipe in the book? Do they help you test? Do they help you in the kitchen? I yeah. mean, because I think if I were writing a cookbook I, under duress like you were, I would yeah. be like, get out. <laughs> that, that was how it was at that time. Uh, I try, I'm trying to be a little looser goosier about it. Um, you know, going forward when I don't have as hard a deadlines. Um, it is hard to have kids in the kitchen when you're recipe testing. Cause just, you, you can't, um, you can't have anything go wrong. It has to be, uh, you know, you have to be making notes about everything. So, um, you don't really have leeway on if a little extra sugar goes in, it, it's going to blow it. So <laughs> well, usually when I'm recipe testing, I pretty much close the kitchen, but, um, if, if not, I do try to include the kids, especially my daughter, Hazel, um, she's six. She really, really loves being in the kitchen with me. She says she's going to be a chef when she gets older. Uh, we, we had the opportunity to go to Club 33 a few years ago, and um, <gasps> she, uh, the uh, the chef, came out and talked to her and and said, "Oh, someday you're going to be the head chef here." And she she now calls it her restaurant. So she says, "Oh, I, are we going to go to my restaurant again soon?" It's like, no, we're not. <laughs> I need more information about this. How? Yeah. Uh, I, I just simply have connections. It had nothing. This was long before the before book. Before the book, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I grew up in Anaheim. So uh, I, have, I have a friend who, um, who has who has a membership. So uh, she invited me as a guest. So I've I've gotten to go twice. <laughs> Don't ever fight with that friend. No, that's right. I, you gotta gotta keep it keep it one hundred with her forever. Does she need more friends? I was gonna I'm say, really, really friendly person. I can ditch some friends to create new friends. Open up. There's an opening. You're looking at me when you're saying that. <laughs> I mean, what do you have to offer? Just I know. Yeah, I don't have Club 33. You're out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's see how it is. 
Thanks, Ashley. Thank you for coming. It was lovely. <laughs> so, so then, do your kids have something in the in the book that they request, or yeah, I, I would say I would say they're they're probably if you asked all of them, they'd probably say the gray stuff. Um, oh, yeah. They love it. It's so simple, which is great because I can make it any, pretty much any time. So that that's, that is, um, is definitely a win. I make churros pretty often. I make guests on cinnamon rolls pretty often. So they, they all go for all those things. All the sweet stuff. Yeah. I mean, this book is, is um, it's just snacks and treats. So it's pretty much a crowd pleaser for everyone. It's very unhealthy. Yeah. Um, you know, all the good <laughs> stuff. Can we talk a minute about Gaston's cinnamon rolls? Because for me, that is my must-have every time I go to the parks. And I am a terrible baker, like terrible. Can I make this? You can. And and I was just going to say, actually, for me, I also love getting a Gaston's Tavern cinnamon roll. But I have, I have struck out with them a couple of times. I don't know if you guys have ever got a dry one. I've heard this, Ashley. I've heard people complain about them. I write them off. I've never had a bad one. I don't understand. <laughs> well, I have had like a dry one or like an old one or a stale one. Um, but the ones from the book are just so, so moist and delicious and fresh and fluffy. And, and really not hard. It's basically just making cinnamon rolls giant. Um, okay. I was say Ben's now opening her book to go I take know. a look. I'm looking yeah. at it too, because so <laughs> before your book came out, uh, I promised my husband I would make these. And at the time I didn't know where to get yeast where I live because yeah. everything's called something else. I didn't even know what it was called. And cause I live in France and um my husband's mom sent me packets of yeast in the mail so that Perfect. I could so that I could make these, and I still haven't done it because I'm hugely intimidated by it. But this looks oh, like you'll have to do it and and uh, post some pics. It looks like I can do it. I think I could do it. I'm pretty sure you could do it. I actually just, have a video. It's it's really old. This is one of my oldest recipes. I have a I had I have a blog. I just don't update it very much, but there's still some of my original recipes on it. And um, this was one of the oldest recipes that I had made um, years ago. And I made a YouTube video of making it. So if you're intimidated, I would watch the video. It's not great film quality, but it definitely shows step by step. Um, we're, we're a high quality production here. I'm not I know, sure. I know. That's why I'm, I'm having to preface it. I don't want you to go to that and be like, wow, you suck. Go stop. Go ahead and, and plug your blog. What, where am I finding it? What is it? Uh, so my blog is called Ashley Crafted, just like oh. any of uh, uh, my, uh, the, the blog is ashleycrafted.com. Um, if you want to go to my YouTube to find, I, I do have newer videos that I've put out from the book that are better production quality. I'm not, they're not professional. They're still just me, but um, that's the YouTube channel is Ashley Crafted. Okay. And, uh, my, my most active platform is, is Instagram where you can find me at Ashley.crafted. So those, those are my places that you can find me. All right. Listener. Go ahead and follow that. Yep. <laughs> I wish I was closer to Kansas because I do not bake ever. Like that's just not something I ever do unless it's from a box. And I would just come over to For that. and yeah. sample. And <laughs> <laughs> that does look delicious, but I, 
I like the savory ones in here. I'm more of a cook and less of a baker. Yeah. So I love that you have the Ronto wrap in here. Like I said, that is my, that's my jam. That is that's my probably jam. actually my most popular recipe. I it's think that. Delicious. that uh, I have a question a still. about this recipe in particular. What kind of sausage do you use? Like there's so many different kinds of sausages know, out there. And actually I have yet to find one that really matches the one at Disney mm. because it's very long and skinny. It's yeah. to me, the store, they don't really sell that. They are all fat. So that's, to me, it's like a cross between like a chorizo and a kielbasa. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. I was gonna say, they probably make them. They probably like, Oh, I'm sure they do. Or, or I'm sure they special order them. But yeah, um, I just go to the grocery store anytime I'm ready to make them and try to find the skinniest sausage possible. Like, yeah. But I'm, usually, I'm, usually it's still fatty, like still a lot fatter than the one they have. So whatever. Oh, you mean like in diameter? I was like, well, it's sausage, it's fatty. But I see what you mean, like in yeah. size. Yeah. Well, I so I I um. I was just at the market this morning and I bought some sort of French sausage that um, I've never heard of before, but it kind of looked Ronto rapish. So I'm going to give it a shot, except now I have to roast a pork too. So maybe yeah. I'll just, yeah. 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 With the Ronto wraps for me, you can also, um, and I can't remember if I said, said this in the in the sidebar or whatever but you can make them as easy or as hard as you want if you want to if you want to omit the pork you totally can like that that does add another element but you don't have to if you want to use pre-cut slaw excellent definitely do that if you want to use tzatziki sauce instead of homemade um the black peppercorn just do it like it's it's really easy to just sub in store-bought items and that's fine you should never feel guilty about using store-bought items for your cooking and that's it, the thing that i really love about this because like i said in the beginning like i used to do a lot of cooking but i've gotten really just lazy and just not interested <laughs> but i love that you can still make all of these and they're not difficult yeah and I love also that you give like on all of these you give all these tips about like mix it up use this take a shortcut like right. I love yeah. that because um everybody's I, in a different place yeah yes. it's, and I always think when I read a recipe that I'm like I need to get everything but I love that you give us examples for substitutions and to make it easier like yes. I just love that and like you said these recipes are not like super complicated um, and you can definitely substitute some things like my favorite by far food is cheeseburger spring rolls. Mm -hmm. And I made the recipe. I'm afraid of spraying oil. I, I don't, I just, I'm afraid of it. I'd like stand 10 feet back. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so I ended up using an air fryer for them. Obviously the consistency was off from the outside, but it was, right. a it was a super easy substitute. And I'm crazy about pickles. I wish they would add pickles into the ones in the park. Yeah. So we added pickles in ours for the kids that like the pickles. But yeah, it's these recipes, are, I think, are so easy, too, that I think depending on if you can eat some stuff and you can't eat other stuff, they're super easy, you know, to kind of switch some stuff in and out, which is the part I love. So I, speaking yeah, I've, had people, I've had people I've had people come up to me and say, oh, I made uh, I made a cheeseburger spring roll today with impossible beef. And it's the oh. first time I've ever been able to have one because I'm vegan and I can't eat beat meat 
so because you gave her the recipe that I am able to see like what's inside of it and how to make it myself, I was able to sub in exactly what I wanted and experience cool. it for the first time. And, oh, that's, and awesome. that's so amazing. I've had so many people say that like, oh, I made this with gluten-free flour or I did this with this and that. And it's like, Disney can't offer every item in every, there's too many, there's too many things out there that people have, but exactly. you can make it the way you want it at home. So feel free to mix it up. You're your own cook. You're your own chef. Anyone can cook. <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah. do people recognize you on the street? No, never. <laughs> I guess your face, if, if your face was on this book, they would recognize you 150,000 copies sold. I, I, you know, I asked if they would put my picture in uh, on on the uh, about the author bio for the drinks book. I, yeah. I'm not sure they've gotten back to me yet on if they're going to do that. But I mean, why? Why shouldn't they? Come on. I well, think we've though done the rounds though in terms of publicity for this book, which is great, and talking about all the reviews that you can see on Amazon and yeah. everything. So talk to us about that. Like, do you have? Are you reading these reviews? Do they like fuel your fire to be like? I mean, because they're they're good reviews. Everybody yeah. loves this. Yeah, at the beginning, I read every review because it was so exciting and it was so new. And I kept telling myself, oh, after there's 50, I'm going to stop reading them. And then I like kept reading them. Um, and they are really great. Like so many of them are so amazing. I also get I get private messages several times a day from people um, who are thanking me for for creating this. And um, I've just had the most beautiful stories that people have said. Like um, I had somebody say that they had planned a big trip to Disneyland um, and that their mom had a terminal illness and that they had um, they were going to visit Disneyland for the last time and then it closed. And then she got too far along in her cancer and that they weren't able to take her. But they bought the book and they made her a whole spread of the dishes oh. to celebrate her life and not being able to go to Disneyland. And that was like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know these people. I, I had, you know, obviously when I was writing that, I wasn't thinking about these people, but that's just one example from the, like dozens and dozens of messages that I get on a daily basis. So and, and so you made that happen. It's crazy because awesome. I'm just doing what I love. I'm just doing what I always wanted to do. This is the absolute dream job for me. Like this is, this is truly living the dream. I cannot believe that this has happened for me. And it's it's just, it keeps going. It's still wonderful. Those stories have to make you feel really good. Yeah. So, because I'm me, <laughs> do you ever get any that make you feel bad? Yes, I do. Really? People stink. It's okay, though. It's okay. I really, um, I have a good attitude, so I try not to, um, to let it get me down. I honestly have... There's been very few. Um, what's so funny is that I am really responsive. Um, I, I answer DMs and emails pretty much immediately. I just, I have all my alerts on. So my phone is constantly dinging and I'm usually at home doing nothing. So I I respond really easily. But um, I people like ask me questions all the time and I'm thinking like, are, do you text like Joanna Gaines to ask her how to cook something? <laughs> like it's just so funny because I'm really I'm obviously a lot more approachable. I'm not I'm not famous. I'm not like a big celebrity, but people will be like, um, excuse me, uh, I burned my soup, so like that's your fault. And I'm just like, 
What is the weirdest thing anyone has said to you? Um, So I I don't know if you have looked at the reviews, but there was a review, a really scathing review that somebody um, said, they posted a bunch of pictures that they had burned the, um, the clam chowder. And they had said that they had followed the directions exactly. And it was just like this big black pot. Like they took all these pictures of it. And um, they said like, oh, this is a terrible recipe. You have no idea what you're doing. Uh, something like stop riding on the coattails of Disney and get your own life or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And so how did you handle that? Because I would not be nice. I'd be like, well, I you didn't. did I mean, buy the book. Review it's a review you can't respond to it. Mm. I mean, it's on Amazon. So it's not like, I don't, I can't do anything about that. It was just it personally, I was saying in in my heart, like I've had a lot of people send me messages, how wonderful that soup is. So I know, I know it's a good recipe because I've had other people say how great it is. I've seen like people have even made YouTube videos of themselves cooking it. So it's like, I get it. You just, maybe suck at cooking. Like, I don't know (laughs) how to say that. Like, I'm not trying to be, but the thing about cooking though, is that depending on like, depending on your altitude, depending on your stove top, depending on your pot, like everything is different. So I cooked things according to the way that I did it. Like, um, like the macarons, uh, the, the raspberry ones. I've had some people complain about the coloring, not working out. That was just my gel colors that made that combination. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't try every brand of like colors out there. Right. Just make it, just put it like mix it until you like it. <laughs> right. And does it I don't, does it really matter what color? I don't it know. Is? <laughs> but so. I mean, I will say, like, cooking clam chowder is not easy because it's very easy to scald milk and yeah. and yeah. and all that. Sure. But I'm looking at this recipe and I'm seeing pretty good instructions. Stir frequently, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say reduce think, the heat. You think if you'd see like a black pot, you did something wrong. It's not yeah. a cookbook. I know. Just keep, just keep cooking. That's the other thing too. Is that if that happened to me, I would never like write to a cookbook author and be like, "You did this." Right. <laughs> I, would, it, I would assume it was my fault. Exactly. And it, it didn't turn black instantly, right? No, like there right. was a series of missteps exactly. that led there. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. There's always one. I know, and I don't care at all. Like it's really not a big deal. I it's. It's fine. <laughs> you gotta have a thick skin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of requests, like for for recipes to include in a next book, or absolutely, yeah, yeah. all the time, yeah, all the time. I also have a lot of people who just straight up like ask me for a recipe. And again, like I don't just have every recipe, like this all takes work and time. So I get emails again, like all the time that people are just like, hi, I really like your book. Um, Can you please give me the recipe for the Monte Cristo? I'm like, if it's not in the book, I haven't done it yet. Like I, <laughs> when, when when it's available, you will see it. Like I, and when, I people, when you get these requests, is that guiding you for a future book? Like oh, absolutely. Think- yeah, yeah, yeah. I always take notes. Yeah, I'm always taking notes, Just cool. trying to figure out what people what people are looking for, what people All want. Right. So listeners, you heard it here. If you have a request. That's right. You're just having people flood her email address now. (laughs) But I'm looking through the book trying to see, like, what would I want her to put in here that I don't. There's anything that's missing. (laughs) I I actually. Go ahead, Lori. Yeah, the the cheese soup from Canada. Yeah, yeah. So so again, like the this was all snacks and treats. Yeah. And um there are some soups in there and stuff, so I get that it's not totally fair. But um 
they are still <laughs> kind of like stuff that's served at a quick service location typically or at a cart or a stand. Yeah. Um, I tried not to have much of anything from a sit down restaurant. Sit -down restaurant. Um, so I'm hoping to have future books that will include those kind of things. I actually do have the recipe for that soup on my blog. So, oh. and I do have a, a video on my, on my YouTube. So, John. so that was, that was an old recipe that I had. Mm -hmm. That's my request is. So this book is everything, like you said, it's mostly quick service and, and counter service. Yeah. It's also just the parks. So when are we going to see a Disney Resort Hotel restaurant cookbook? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping someday to be able to do like a Disney meals um, kind of thing. And I think that that could include resorts, like especially some iconic dishes that that the resorts sell. Like so. the strawberry soup at Grand Floridian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so just kind of. um I'm just gathering information and I mean, the lobster eggs Benedict at California Grill. I could go on. <laughs> Send me an email. No. I, I shan't. Yeah. I will not. Disney, though, is that I feel like uh, you have an endless supply of possibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is yeah. really kind of cool. And people clearly are are wanting this uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> and have a market for it and built-in buyers. I mean, so that that leads us into the next question. You've mentioned it a couple times. Talk to us about this book that is in the works for you about all the Disney drinks and cocktails. Let yeah. Expect. This book is going to be so fun. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be 130 recipes. So it's, it's, uh, oh. It's great. It's actually going to be a littler book because drink recipes are short, but um, it's going to have 45 pictures instead of the 30 like the regular book. So it's going to have just be packed full of gorgeous photography. Um, the photography is all done by a, an independent firm out of California. And um, they just sent me their mood board this week with all the like props and everything that they're going to use. And it just looks incredible like out of this world so i'm so so excited to see the finals that are going to be coming in the next couple of weeks here um <clears throat> but it's it's uh it's broken into categories of different drink types so it basically is like fruity drinks slushies cocktails mocktails dessert drinks milkshakes that kind of stuff um coffees teas um and any kind of beverage that you can get on property um, it's going to have all your favorites. And for me, I think this book is, is 10 times more accessible than the first book because anybody can make a drink like yeah. so easy, so few, um, things required, both ingredients and just equipment. So if you've got a cup and like it's a grocery store juices, then you can bring magic into your home. And I think that that can really make a fun experience, uh, really quickly. You had me at coffee drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when is this one coming out? This comes out on um, October 5th. Okay. So I do um, I do encourage all you listeners to pre-order the book. Um, I don't know if you know that the unofficial Disney Parks Cookbook did sell out on its first day uh, that it was available. So 
I am hoping that the drinks book will have a bigger print run and we won't run into that same problem. But if you do pre-order it, you'll guarantee your copy. So um, a lot of people couldn't get this until after Christmas because it was sold out for so long. Um, so I hope that I hope that if you want it, you'll pre-order it to make sure you get it. I know it's so far out, but if you think you're going to want it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like pulling up Amazon right now. That's right. <laughs> I am. I'm truly, truly impressed by what you've built here. And I, right. I like, you know, we're entrepreneurs as well. We're built, trying to build something from scratch and yeah. it is not, it is not easy to do. Like I just, I'm, I'm blown away. So I guess I do want to go back to my previous question that I held off on is, is how, like, how do you present a, a, an idea to a major publisher and like, yeah. How does that happen? So like I, I would have thought you would, would have had to have the manuscript and be like, here. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so how it worked was that uh, I, I started by um, querying agents. So that's how it works in the publishing world is you basically have to have an agent if you plan to do traditional publishing. Most publishers will not accept um, any type of communication from a regular person. They will only accept communications from an agent. So that is the first hurdle if you plan to do traditional publishing is that you have to have an agent. So I queried um, about a dozen agents and I basically just said, this is my idea. I would like to write a Disney parks cookbook. And then I added a couple sample recipes to the letter. Uh, and then I sent it out to these 12 agents. Um, I heard back from one, um, the other 11, I never ever heard back from. Well, they're uh, kicking themselves now. <laughs> it was funny because I actually had one of them add me on Twitter a few months ago. And I like had to laugh because I was just like, you never answered my email. And now you're like following me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the one guy who, who did get back to me, he was um, like kind of a new agent. He's worked in publishing a long time, but he was sort of stepping out into, into being an agent. So I think he was really actively looking for new talent and um, that just caused him to, to answer his emails. He was probably answering everybody's emails at the time. Um, and then uh, he said, I really like the idea, but I'm really afraid of the licensing. I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, so let's, let's have this contingent, let's make a deal contingent on you being able to work this out with Disney. And um, Disney basically said, no, we're not going to allow you to make this book or they're, they're not, not, not allow me to, but basically we're not going to put, we're not going to publish you through Disney publishing. So, yeah. um, so I was like, okay, well that's probably dead in the water then if that's the case. Um, so we started working with like, we were sending out letters to all these different publishers. Um, we had a couple like interested people, but then it kind of fell through because they're afraid of working, you know, working against Disney or whatever. Um, and then it was in March of 2020 that we got an email back from Adams media, who's uh, an imprint of Simon and Schuster. And, um, they pub they also published the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. Um, and the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook has sold over a million copies. It's an incredible book. Um, the author is Dinah Buckles. Uh, I have personally corresponded with her several times. Um, so it was really meant to be, they wrote me back and said, we would love to do an unofficial Disney Parks cookbook with you could you give us some writing samples because we just want to make sure you're the right person for this and uh so i gave them some writing samples they said we love it you have two months to write it 
Boom. So, and so is that how you get around like the whole Disney, I don't know, copyright sort of thing is just by labeling it unofficial? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the Simon and Schuster team obviously has a very robust legal department. So they um, are pros at this. They actually have a lot of unofficial books. There's an unofficial Downton Abbey book. There's an unofficial TikTok book that comes out this summer. Um, they have the unofficial Hunger Games book. So they've been doing this a long time. Um, there's a statement that says, uh, many of the designations used in this book, including but not limited to place names and character names, are the registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Companies, where those designations appear in the book. And the publisher was aware of the trademark status. Designations have been printed with initial capital letters. So they have, I, I would certainly not recommend anybody self-publish any Disney content. Um, it's too dangerous. It's too risky. Uh so uh, I, I, I am backed up by Simon and Schuster that if anything were to happen to this book, it's I'm protected. So a team of lawyers behind you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for uh, sure. For me, a lot of people, a lot of people ask me if like Disney has said anything to me about the book, and um, no, they have not. But this this book is mutually beneficial to us. There is no way they would be upset about this book. This book only shines positive light on Disney. And I have nothing, obviously, but great things about Disney. Like I'm I'm Disney's biggest fan. So I'm not I'm not against Disney. This is not trying to pirate or take away anything from Disney. It's just trying to add and bring more magic. I don't think there's a single person in the world who's like, well, I have this book now, so I'm gonna cancel my trip. Like yeah. No, it's the opposite. People are going to buy this book and then they're going to take four more trips. So exactly, it's, it's it's only bringing more business to, business to Disney. So I don't think they would ever come after me for this. I think that they're happy, happy, happy. This is on the shelves and they didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> just, just like us mouse moms, right? Exactly. right. We all, we're all working together. We're all working together. It's all a benefit to Disney. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming here today and talking with us. I do feel like you're you're one of us now. You're yeah, a mouse, mouse mom. mom. I mean, what what more can I say? So, <laughs> a, a mouse mom entrepreneur. That's my new yeah. word. Ooh. So, Ashley, where can we get this book and future books? I know they're available on Amazon. That's right. Um, is is there any other outlet? I mean, I don't know who doesn't use Amazon, but anyway. Absolutely. Um, actually, right now the book is available in stores at your local Walmart and Targets. So um, it is on it is on every bookshelf where books are sold. So you can find it at you can find it at um, Barnes and Noble. You can find it at um, Joann's. You can find it at Hallmark. Um, and of course, your local bookstore. Please call your local say, bookstore and ask if they have it. If, if this was the unofficial Disney Parks cookbook by Jen Price, I feel like I would be going to to Target every day and doing like selfies. Like I do, I do do it. I do because you know I'm, I'm already going to those stores to get my groceries and stuff. But I have yet like I really want to be looking at it uh, in the aisle and have somebody like else in the aisle and me be like, wow. It's me. It's not <laughs> or just because right. someone like like what is what do they do like a plant when someone's like should I get it Oh I'll take it I want that book, <laughs> my book. Oh it's the last one <laughs> and then you create a frenzy. I'd also be taking it and putting it in front of like all the other yeah. books. I'd be like and there and there I have done that. There was a at Barnes and Noble yeah. there was like a like a section that like on the end of the aisle that said like hot cookbooks or something like that and I put it over there. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
I love it. But you're you're so humble and so genuine and so successful. I really like I said I can't say it enough. I'm totally blown away by what you've done. Yeah. It's super impressive. Thank you. And and it's not just because it's Disney. You are not as that one crazy person said riding <laughs> the coattails of Disney. It wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't well deserved. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. We can't wait for the cocktail one. We can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve for future um, books to include. What what was our request? The strawberry soup. That's right. Got some, some, meal, some restaurant options coming. Yeah, I hope so. you'll have me back on to uh, promote the drinks. Yeah, yes. and if you if you need yeah. any tasters, we I'll are ship, here I'll for you. Ship a drink to France, or no, 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 I'll be home soon. But we'll meet you at Disney. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That would be really fun. That would be so, so fun. fun. Well, stay in touch. It's been so lovely to have you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yes. yes. And we should also mention thank you. She actually sent us a signed copy. Oh, yeah. Um, of the book that we are giving away. When does that giveaway end, Jen? Did we it end? Nope. We it is not ended yet. We are um announcing the winner during our live Facebook on Thursday, on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So all of you listeners, you still have a chance to win. Yep. Mouska tip of the day. We always end our show with a Mouska tip and our Mouska tip obviously has to be, <laughs> if you do not win your autographed copy, you need to go out right now and purchase the unofficial Disney Parks cookbook. This is fantastic. Um, Ashley just told us all the places. I mean, there's no excuse because you can no. find it anywhere. <laughs> so you're grocery shopping, you can pick it up. Grocery shopping, and while you're on Amazon purchasing this, definitely pre-order the cocktail one, which is coming out October 5th, and then you'll be all set for all the food and drink that you could ever possibly need <laughs> for one person. So that's right. Yes, thank you very much, and. Yeah. So thank you so much for spending another episode with us. Um, we want to hear what recipes you guys have tried from the unofficial Disney Parks cookbook. We want to see pictures. So share them below or share them on our Facebook page. We'd love to see that. Uh, for the latest news out of Disney, don't forget to visit our blog at mousecomomsblog.com and join our, our Facebook group at Disney Planning and Chat by Mouse Moms. Thank you for listening and having a drink with us this week. Tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Mouse Moms are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website kingdomandcruise.com and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. These traveling moms are signing off. And remember... Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Here I see. See you real soon. Why? Why? Because we like you. Hey.